Hey, this is Kevin Nealon, and guess what? You're listening to The Barn. Yeah. Hey, appearing next week, October 13th, 14th, and 15th at the Helium Comedy Club, St. Louis native spending his first several months of his life in St. Louis. It's Kevin Nealon. <laughs> hey, welcome to the barn, Kevin. Thank you very much. I, I hope I didn't leave the door open. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that we were going to do this, and I was, uh, you know, reading up about you, and, and, you know, you've done so many different things, and I... On the Wikipedia, it says birthplace St. Louis. I'm like, hey, a St. Louis native. Cool. And then I look it up, and less than a year old before you moved out. Yeah, I really didn't like it, and I got in the car and I <laughs> wasn't it. feeling it. You know? I was like, yeah, I got to get it. I got to get no, it. No, <laughs> you know what? That was only there for maybe three weeks, and then my father graduated from SLU. Oh, and okay. He got a job in Connecticut, so we all packed up the, the truck and we moved to Connecticut. It's funny, just the Wikipedia, what they'll pick out, uh-huh. you know, because right. it does. I mean, technically born in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. If you do look at the Wikipedia page, you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't know Kevin Nealon was yeah. from St. Louis. And... <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, we will be catching you at the Helium Comedy Club October 13th through 15th. We are fans. We are, you know, mm-hmm. in our 40s or close to our 40s. So your era with Saturday Night Live was, was, was our prime time. Yeah, that was our wheelhouse right there. That was, Absolutely. yeah. I know that uh, the Chippendales sketch that you cracked up, and it was one of the only times you've ever done it. But uh, was Farley like that during rehearsals during the week too? Um, well, you know what? I didn't actually crack up. I came close to it, though. I always tell people that's the one I came closest to cracking up on, and I kind of, uh, I kind of applaud myself for never breaking character, except maybe once on that weekend update with Chevy Chase because he couldn't read the cue cards. I mean, even <laughs> when Chris Farley got stuck on the. Uh, the weekend update logo when he was supposed to be raised up for the cable and swung out over the yard, yeah, got caught yeah. on the uh, <laughs> letters of the, uh, um, the weekend update. But um, but the Chippendale dance sketch, it was so funny. I think uh, I think it's yeah, it's one of the funniest sketches I think ever on SNL. Absolutely. I was one of the judges. I had a clipboard, and Farley just you know he was auditioning to be a Chippendale dancer uh, opposite Patrick Swayze, who's like. You know, the perfect embodiment of Pompadour. And um, it was me, Mike Myers, and Jan Hooks judging. And every time I looked up, I would see his belly sloshing around. You know, he, he, a Chippendale dancer, if you don't know, they don't wear a shirt. They have a bow tie, and they have black leather pants, you know, and cuffs. And he was just totally into it and totally, you know, gave everything he had. And it's funny because um, recently I heard that he was a little apprehensive about taking his shirt off. You know, he, he wasn't really sure if he should do it. And... And I never would have guessed that because I thought he'd do anything for a laugh. And he Absolutely. did, actually. Yeah. Farley, man, he is one of those, to this day, that will make you laugh so hard your ribs hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard uh, Robert Schmeigel say that he was explosively funny. Mm. He would make you laugh, you know, That's a good where way you to would put it. belly laugh out right. loud. burst out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did go back and watch that skit, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. And I think you guys, especially like on the panel or the judges, you guys made it because it was so dry and you took it so serious. <laughs> and I think that was a lot of it, especially when they come out for the decision. It was like, 
you know, in the end, we just thought your body wasn't as good as his. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh, he wanted another shot at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. he felt like he had more to give. <laughs> That's yeah, sad. that's just sad. And I, I do think too, and I've heard this before. That, you know that Farley was pretty athletic, and I think a lot of the selling point was kind of how good he danced. You know, I mean, he he definitely sold it that he was trying. Anyway. Right. Well, yeah, I talk about that in my book. I say, you know, he's so for someone his size, he's very agile and light on his feet. He was a good basketball player. He used to play rugby in college, I believe. So you know, he had that um, that kind of coordination. Yeah, and you mentioned the book. Man, this is awesome. We got an advanced copy from your publicist. I exaggerate my brushes with fame. I know it talks a little bit in there when you started drawing and, and sketching, but can you give us a little bit of background on where that came from? Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my book is called I Exaggerate, and it's a collection of a lot of my caricatures I've done uh, actually in the past three or four years. Uh, and then there's a, an accompanying anecdote next to each one. And I started drawing when I was a kid, actually, but never this this committed and focused it was always kind of like doodling and on the margins of my pages uh, at, at school or even on the weekend up uh, and on uh, on the wednesday afternoon table reads at snl you know we have a stack of scripts for reading for each sketch and if i wasn't in a sketch i kind of you know zoned out and i start doodling and sketching whoever was sitting across me whether it's dana carvey or chris farley or jan hudson um i even have some of that in my book and then as I got, you know, some more time went by, I'd be sketching people on airplanes next to me, mostly with them sleeping with their mouth open. <laughs> and, um, and then I, um, about four or five years ago, I, I saw this guy, I followed this guy on Instagram, Paul Moyes. He's a great caricature artist. And I saw he was giving lessons. So I Skyped with him in England for about 10 lessons and um, kind of got a handle on it from that. Yeah, the characters are great. They're great. And I saw where you said the other night on Jimmy Fallon that it has ruined your life. <laughs> well, yeah, in a way it has. I mean, I, I've been doing this so much, especially for the book. Everywhere I go now, I, I when I look at people, it's like I'm in a fun house. I see their face exaggerated. I see their nose. If they have a big nose, it's even bigger when I look at them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Never be the it same. crazy. Yeah. What's always impressed me about character artists is like it's almost a minimalist approach where it's not, you know, you're not going into great detail, but it's very clear who it is a lot of the time. Yeah, that is true. You have to kind of capture the essence of them. Yeah, with, and, with just a um, few brush strokes, right? If you think it's right? too far, they're unrecognizable. So you have to find that right medium and know which features to exaggerate. And I love this book. It is so it's so easy to read because it's broken up into into chapters. And then you talk about, you know, there's a character of the person, character of the person. And then you talk about them. Can we talk about a few of the ones that you talked about in the book? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, God, there's so many. Um, Eli and Peyton Manning. <laughs> Eli and um, Peyton Manning. You know, yeah. the brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the United Way. <laughs> I tell a story about mm-hmm. them um, at the SNL 40th reunion. And I was talking to Peyton for like 10 minutes and I asked if I could have a picture with him and he said sure so I gave my phone to Norm McDonald who's also in the book and <laughs> yeah. tell stories about him and Norm takes a picture as he's handing it back to me um, Peyton grabs it and gives it to his brother Eli who's the quarterback for the Giants and he goes Eli take a look at this picture see if it's okay and he looks at it and quickly gives it back to me and then they leave and then 10 minutes later I go to text somebody my entire phone is in Chinese font I didn't even know how to get out of it I couldn't understand how that happened then I remembered oh the Peyton Manning brothers yeah they are hilarious yeah and uh, I had to chase them down and have them fix it talk about a couple funny guys those Man, guys could have been they could have been on SNL I love their Monday Night Football when the, they, when the they Peyton Manning United Way sketch yeah. is oh, awesome yeah. 
and yeah. and Eli doing the Little Brothers Club. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. You know, he's like, leave me alone, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, very funny guys. You mentioned Norm. We got to talk about Norm. Norm is like a personal hero of mine, and we're all fans of Norm. But you mentioned in the book about Norm's Twitter. When Norm went on, when, when he, I think he discovered Twitter, <laughs> he used Twitter almost as like he was talking to a buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... There was he was a really unique guy, you know. He was very uh, peculiar in a lot of ways and charming. And uh, when he went on Twitter, what I liked the most about his Twitter was his golf, his yeah. um, mm-hmm. color analysis of golf tournaments. You know, he really had that that genuine golf commentator kind of, uh, <laughs> of you know delivery on Twitter in, in words. And I liked following that. That was funny. Yeah, he was just an interesting guy. He loved to gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, um, just a, a real fun guy and people did love him. I mean, how can you not love somebody named Norm? Right. I loved his golf stuff too. Cause it would just be so plain. Like, you know, Tiger Woods has a five foot putt. We'll see if he makes it. And yeah. then the next tweet would be like, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so if you're yeah, not, he would say things like, you know, Tiger Woods squeezes in, uh, you know, <laughs> squeezes in his titleist on the seventh round. You know. <laughs> And if you weren't following along, if you read those out of context, you, were you, would, have, so lost. you would be you would have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Two people, Farley and Norm, that this is such tragedy to lose them. Even Phil Hartman, you know, what a tragic yes. incident that yeah. was. Yeah. You know, so three three members from my cast. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's more I can't remember. What was it like working with Victoria Jackson? Victoria uh, you know, she was very uh <laughs> she was unique and peculiar too. Um, but she was interesting. It was a, that was an interesting kind of a uh, dynamic that Lauren put in the mix. Yeah, I was, I'm a big fan of Weird Al, so I watched UHF probably 500 times. So she was one of my favorites when I was growing up. Oh yeah, I like Weird Al too. We're we're buddies. Yeah, cool. Play music together sometimes. I saw him in and, concert. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I, would, I did a hike with him on my hiking show. Oh, I, I have to check Kevin. that one out. Actually, the fourth season is premiering October 27th. So you could you could check out my hike I did with Weird Al on, awesome. on YouTube. Very cool. More more costume changes in a share concert when you when you see Weird Al live. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He is he is so dedicated to this art form, and he just but what an entertainer though. Absolutely, oh, for sure. I was a big fan of Weeds. Talk about that show and what do you smoke? Uh, what stunt weed? What is what is it you're actually smoking now? Well. What we smoke on that show and what anybody smokes in any movie or TV show or it looks like they're smoking cigarettes or they're smoking pot, it's called the Honey Rose Herb. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a much more softer version of tobacco. It's, it's an herb is what it's called. It's not supposed to do anything, but I, I don't smoke, so it makes yeah. me a little lightheaded. Mm-hmm. And, man, we smoked a lot of that in eight <laughs> seasons. And then also, you know what? They get it from the Honey, honey Rose Herb Cartel in Colombia, so it's got a little bit of a kick oh. to it, you know? Yeah, right, right, sure. Well, it's funny. I was hired on that show as just a guest star in the pilot. And Genji Cohen, the creator, you know, really liked my character. So she decided to keep me on for the entire run. And uh, when I first got the script, I saw the cover said weeds. And I thought, ah, oh, not another stoner thing. This thing's been done to death. You know, hey, dude. And then I read it and I said, wow, this is entirely different. It's a great story. They're great characters. So I had to audition for it. And, and it was just one of those right fit things. You know, she saw me and she goes this. You know, I'm definitely Doug Wilson. And, um, yeah, so I started off kind of um, as a peripheral character and then kind of worked my way in more and more and became more of a central figure on the show. And, and it was a great, great experience. And I loved it. I worked with so many, so many of those 
people were such great actors and I was just in awe. Mary Louise Parker. I mean, yeah, I learned sure. so much about acting from her. Absolutely. Kevin, we appreciate your time today. We know your time's pretty limited, but we are going to be catching you at St. Louis Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis, Missouri, October 13th through the 15th here in a couple weeks. And we can't wait for the public to get the book. I exaggerate my brushes with fame and that's out October 25th and you're doing pre-orders now. We appreciate your time today, Kevin. Yes, thank you so much. My appreciate pleasure. That. My hiking show is October 27th on YouTube, you guys. Thanks, October 27th. Thanks, Kevin. Yes. Absolutely. Take care, buddy. Okay, thanks, Bob. Bye-bye.